How many times have you said to yourself, I'm going to succeed, and yet you keep coming up short? You probably noticed that high achievers with heart do things differently, but you just can't put your finger on it. You're curious about why high achievers accomplish more and have more satisfying relationships. It's because success is the result of your mindset and the consistent actions you take. This show is designed with your success in mind. By revealing these powerful patterns of our dynamic individuals and guest experts, you can model what they do and apply to your future success now. Let's roll up our sleeves and get started. My name is Brigitte Höfele, and this is the Success Patterns Show. And you are here at the right place at the right time. My name is Brigitte Höfele. This is the Success Patterns Show. We are bringing you golden nuggets because success patterns are more, more valuable than ideas. Let me explain. Ideas, while powerful, require trial and error, a lot of time to put into action. Just think about manufacturing. First, you have an idea, then a proof of concept, then a working prototype, then small production batches, and finally, a full-scale production. This takes months, maybe even years. You may have met some people who are collectors of ideas, but they do little else. Forget everything you've heard about ideas. You're not looking for ideas. You are looking for success patterns. Success patterns are different. Success patterns are better. Why? Success patterns are proven, have a logical sequence of steps to follow, have an action imperative, and deliver consistent results. In today's content-rich program, you're going to learn valuable success patterns because we have a special guest today who is a fighter, a survivor. She brings hope. Her, her name is Holly, Holly Porter, and she's an award-winning international speaker. She's a number one international best-selling author, not just once, but multiple times. She's uh, born and mostly raised in Vegas, Nevada. She has had 11 startup companies, including a nonprofit called Adventure Bucket Wish Foundation. It helps long-haul COVID sufferers to overcome whatever she has overcome, and we will hear more about that. Um, this was created after she was in the hospital for over 70 that's seven zero days with COVID. She loves seeing others succeed and thrive. She's an incredible relationship builder. She loves community. That's what she lives for. Um, Holly and her husband, Scott, raised eight children. We're all adults now. And she has over 16 grandkids. You think her? she's got a handful. Um, and she's here with us on the Success Pattern Show. Holly, thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Bonita. Oh my gosh, what a what an incredible story you have, Holly. You had an incredible story before you um, laid ill with COVID. And honestly, I have followed you on social media, you know, while you were in the hospital. And it wasn't of your doing; it was of your family's doing because you were just you were just kind of laying there. And we all prayed for you. Thank you. They were received and needed. <laughs> Yes. And, uh, you know, before we jumped on our um, show today, you said, I'm here to do things. Uh, it wasn't my time to go yet. That is true. So, so what was it like 
for you to probably have this constant battle within you while you were, I don't know, were you conscious? Were you not conscious? What was going on in Holly? Oh my gosh. So much. Um, I was in a coma a lot of the time because a lot of people don't realize when you have all these health issues and when you're intubated, so I was intubated two times. And when you have that, they, I guess they assume you're in pain. I don't know. I don't really remember being in pain, but they're just pumping you through a ton of drugs. But I guess you come, if they put you in a coma, you come out of your coma if the drugs aren't strong and they and they wear off. Okay. So that being said, I went lots of places in my head. I always went everywhere in my hospital bed though. So like I was conscious in my brain that I knew I was in a hospital bed, but I left the hospital all the time. Does that make sense? Mm, mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of experiences of that. I can just, there were so many miracles, you know, that we can talk about here and there during this conversation. But I remember praying to die. Like I was like, okay, God, this is not how I'm supposed to go out. It's supposed to be quick and easy. This is not it. Either get me better or get me the hell out of here. You know, because <laughs> this is this sucks. You know, and there was a defining moment, and I actually have a painting on my wall that's uh, it's six foot by four foot. It's huge of 28 people. That's all they allow me to paint in there of a vision I had, and when I knew that defining moment, when I knew I was going to get better. Wow. So you had a vision, but you were, there wasn't anything you could do. You were just kind of laying there. Right. Do you want to share the vision with us? Yeah. So um, it kind of started, I have a cousin that's like more like a sister and she read a text because I remember them pulling me out of my coma for different things or whatever. I just remember I was awake. I remember a lot of different things, but I kept having all these, um, astral traveling is what I'm calling them now, experiences and visions and out-of-body things. And my cousin had wrote a text to my sisters and said, read this to Holly. She needs this. And I I kind of traced back some of the dates of all when these were happening so I could figure out like what was happening. And it was basically saying that she had been praying for me and she had, she's a feeler and I'm more visual. And she had seen or, or felt all these family members. We have a lot of family that have passed away, including my mom and a brother. And she said they they told her, you know, it's not my time that I needed to, to fight. And so I remember going back in my coma and I remember being angry. I remember praying myself saying, well, I'm the one suffering. Like, why does she get a, why? and she didn't see it, she felt it, but what, why her and not me? And that's when I, I was gifted this vision. My mom was on my right side of me. And I have a lot of uh, energy healer worker friends that told me that without knowing that I already knew that. And they said, you know, your mom was with you a lot. And I says, I know that. I do know that. Thank you for confirming. And my mom came to me first and she said, you know, you're not, you're not supposed to go. This is not your time. You have some things to do and you need to fight, which is what I called the painting. And as she said that, all my past uh, family members who have passed on came in front. So the, my vision was my hospital bed, but it was here. And every time they started chanting fight, then, then my husband would pop in and then my kids would pop in and then close friends would pop in. And like, I remember just seeing above my bed, it just went back as far, like the support I felt and the prayers I felt 
were so strong that I knew I was going to be okay. I mean, it still sucked, but I knew I'd be okay. And knowing that gave me the courage. And I had a nurse that was kind of a mean nurse. But I look at now, I wish I could meet her in person. I can't even remember her name because I was so out of it. But she came and whispered in my ear in between the ventilators when I was trying to do it on my own. And she said, do you want to die? Like, you have to keep breathing. You you have to get that up there. Because all I could see was the clock and numbers everywhere, you know. And you've got to keep that above 90 or you are going to get ventilated again. It is all right here. You are strong. Your sister told me all about you. You are strong. And I think that really, really just like she kicked my butt. So. Yeah, clearly she she was she was like giving you a pep talk, and you're like you're mean, and uh, it 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 did something. So coming out of that over seventy days, what was the first thing you did coming out of the hospital? Ugh. Oh, um, well, they wouldn't let me go home. I had to. I begged them. They were going to put me in a third location for rehab. So I, when you are not able to walk or talk or I mean, I was on a ventilator for 50 days and I was on a feeding tube for 63. So you're learning how to swallow, to eat, to talk, to walk, to sit up, everything all over again. So I had a lot of rehab. I was really weak. I, I left on oxygen. I moved in for a couple of weeks with one of my boys who had a house all on one level because there's no way I could have gone stairs. And within a day, I had to go back to the emergency room because I don't know what happened, but my oxygen went from a three to a six and my concentrator only went to a five. So I couldn't breathe again. And it's interesting because I never had anxiety in my whole life. And I remember the nurses asking my sisters, are you sure she wasn't on something for anxiety? Cause it's really bad. And I look back and I think now, let me take away your oxygen and let me see how you react. Right. And I mean, for real. So I, I had to, I begged them not to keep me in the hospital. That was my 70th day. And um, I just said, if you just give me a number 10 concentrator, I only needed six. I'll be good. Uh, just don't keep me here, please. You know, so it that was like the first day officially. And it just, it was a lot of rehab. I, I remember your brain just does not, I mean, everything's mush. I walked in perfectly healthy. I walked out with a dozen prescriptions. Mm. And I'm super holistic. So that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. So now you've created this nonprofit yeah. for, for survivors. I did. So I always wanted a nonprofit, but I never, I got behind a lot of ideas and I've donated and I've done lots of philanthropy, but I just, that was one of my gifts I got was exactly what it was supposed to look like, what the name was, everything in my coma. So I immediately started working on that and we launched it November 20 or November 12, 22. That was my one year release date from the hospital. So that was kind of significant for me. Uh, it's called Adventure Bucket Wish Foundation. And that's it. That's what it's for. It's really for to help support people that have long COVID. Uh, there's um, there's also another a new name. They're labeling it as PCC. And so um, I'll read our mission. Our mission is to provide support, resources, advocacy for individuals affected by PCC or long COVID. We aim to increase public awareness about this condition and provide a supportive community for those affected. Wow, that's beautiful. 
So who who benefits? Uh, the, the, just the people that that got the 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 illness, or families, or uh, health providers. Who benefits? Well, it is designed really for the actual uh, person who has long COVID. There's mm -hmm. six. Five million they've identified that have it. Did you so say five million? Yep. I think a lot of people have it and don't even know it because there's over 200 symptoms they've identified people having. So that's pretty much everything, right? <laughs> Anything you wow. can do. Symptom. And what it does, this is my this is more my belief from what I've just seen. Whatever you might have had, like like say you were prone to dementia, Alzheimer's rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, those are all on the list. If you were prone to have those and you didn't even know you had them, like I ended up with rheumatoid arthritis, totally caught it on fire. I was, I had nodules. I mean, when I got to the hospital, I couldn't even, that was my fist. I had neuropathy so bad from, I, I don't know what from, but I couldn't even close my fist. So like every little thing now is, is a miracle to me because I know how bad I was and how far I came, even though, it's not fast enough for me, but that's really who it's for. I just, their families will benefit because they benefit, right? If we, if for we, sure. serve, we serve others. Yeah. The, 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 the service piece from the moment that I met you and we met many years ago, pre COVID um, has always gotten me really interested in the work that you do. And you are, would you say, okay, the nurse who, you know, whispered in your ear, the family members, but there was something within you that said, okay, okay, I get it. Now let's go roll up our sleeves and just go do it, Holly. <laughs> well, I, I want to get to that, you know, because if we could, if we could package that piece and give it to others, that would be such a, such a service to humanity all in itself. Right. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you a little story that came up when you said that. Maybe it's not a story. It's just a comment. So when you said that, I thought of all the years I did personal development. Okay. I ran a political office. I've had 11 startup companies, all this stuff. Right. I will tell you, I never, I never could answer like, what's your passion? What's your why? Oh, that would drive me crazy when people are like, I can help you figure that out. I've paid hundreds and thousands of dollars for personal development over 20, 30 years, right? So I think when I when she was doing that to me, it was like, I know all this. Because, right, we're, I mean, we teach what we need to learn, and then we learn it, and then we teach it. Isn't that kind of how it works? And so I think for me, it was, I know this stuff, but until like, I feel like God had to literally stop me, slow me down. I couldn't go anywhere if I was in a coma to realize a lot of things. And it, it, people ask me all the time, what did that shift for you? It shifted a ton because everything's different. I mean, every everything I do for my life, in my life, to my life right now is different than, it's a different approach because I have a lot of residual COVID issues. Uh, but I think, I never could answer that question. And now I know without a shadow of doubt. I mean, we have another company. I, I, I can't really say what it is yet, but that's like so big. It could go public in two or three years that we're starting. So like between that and the nonprofit, I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. And what relationships matter so much to me that when I was traveling, 
I didn't really have that purpose. Like I didn't have an end game. I was just like so excited to be out meeting people. And, and if I could help them some way, I was a big connector more than anything, but it didn't pay me that connecting people didn't ever pay. Me. I didn't know. I just didn't do that. You know how most people do it. So I never could figure that out. And later I thought I looked at how much money I had really spent doing all that. And now I know all those relationships all over the world that I've had in the last seven, eight years. Now, now is when I need like that was now is when I can go to them and we've built that. And there's that no like and trust. And it can be for this other company or it can be for the nonprofit. But I know now that all that was my purpose. It was like, wow, I was a long time to figure that out. I'm a little slow apparently, but I did figure it out. You said something very important, and 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 I've thought about that many times over because I'm a I'm a big um, teacher of pattern interrupts. We, we in order to do something different, we first need to interrupt the pattern to have a different behavior to have a different pattern. Right? It's all about success patterns. So the pandemic, all in itself, was a humongous oversized pattern interrupt. I remember driving through Atlanta during the pandemic and going wow, I mean, it's quiet. The streets are empty, right? There's no, there's no pollution. There's no airplanes flying at the beginning of the pandemic. This is great. Like mother earth needed a freaking break. Yeah. But then it also came to, you know, uh, um, situations like yours. And that was a pattern interrupt. It wasn't a nice pattern interrupt. It wasn't a, a, a joyful one. Right. And, and yet it seems like you got something out of it. Well, for me, I did. And I hope a lot of other people will get something out of what I created, what I got. Right. That I can help them with. Um, I, I would, when you said pattern interrupt, I think the best ones to practice on are two year olds. They can get distracted so easy. It's like the easiest way to pattern interrupt them. I still do that to one of my grandsons. He's got a lot of behavior issues. And, I know I can switch him in a second if I just know the right thing to say. If he hasn't like totally made me crazy by the time I need to say it, but yeah, it's it's funny, but it's true. And and the movement, like I I was I had a talk I used to do on on how to create a movement. COVID was a total movement. I mean, I really honestly can't think of one thing in the history of the world that affected the whole world so quickly, so fast as COVID. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But I, I, I just don't think there was. So we all can relate. And now it's the now it's a time to well, or, or even you know, as we as we got out of the the pandemic, is the time to evaluate what do I want to make that mean? Do I want to stay a victim? Do I want to learn from the things that were just thrown in my lap or in my hospital bed or wherever they were thrown? And what what can I do with what I have right now? I remember my uh, my parents coming home like in the, I think it was the 80s from a Zig Ziglar uh, convention. And, and they always said, um, what you're going to do with what you got. So what are we going to do with what we got? Like there, there's there's the, you know, starting where we are right now and, and using the resources that we have at hand and then do actually something with what we learned. I love that. So 
what makes you jump out of bed if if you jump out of bed? Well, what makes you jump out of bed with excitement, Holly? <laughs> Darn it. Oh, and because it, if you only saw how I had to sleep, I sleep in a magnet sleeping bed, a sleep apnea I got from COVID, so I have to sleep with a machine. And then I have a lot of sensory issues, so I have to wear earplugs and an eye mask. So, like, getting out of bed doesn't happen that fast. <laughs> but I think knowing that every day is a new day like knowing that you can get up and there's just it's like a fresh start every day and we can live in the crap from yesterday or we can build tomorrow and i want to build tomorrow like i don't none of us knows how long we're going to be here how long we have on the planet i mean life is short and so i think it's that just knowing okay and, and I have found out, I've gotten the lesson over and over in the last year, is that when I start moving a little too quickly, ah, I have a way of slapping me right back down. Something comes up where, and he's like, eh, you're just supposed to do that, but not like that, or not that fast, or go this way, or I'm going to throw this obstacle. And, and I'm just one that I can hit a wall and I can back up and go, okay, now what? You know, and it's, I don't always have the answers and I usually make the mistakes two or three times eventually I figure it out and you know eventually what I what I want to have happen will happen but it's always at a price it can be good or bad and and it's it's always feedback it's never failure I I love what you just said you know you you will you will do that once or twice or maybe three times there's a learning in that as you doing it what rubs Holly absolutely completely the wrong way like what gets you going where you're like nope Cannot do that, must interrupt pattern. I don't like to be ignored. Mm. It drives me crazy. I think it's rude, inconsiderate. If people ignore me, I don't know. I, I probably don't become a very nice person. I'm in their way, in their face. Because I just, I think, I don't know. I just, some people just do that because they don't want to deal with stuff. But I, I don't know. I'm a problem solver. So. I think that's a pattern all on itself because when you're facing what you're supposed to face and not uh, ignore it, yeah, there's learning in that too. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't ignore people because, you know, that isn't that why it triggers me because I probably do it. It's that mirror image. So I know because I don't like confrontation and I've had a lot of it um, fighting for a couple grandkids this year. And I don't like it, but you know what? The systems are so broken mm -hmm. and it's going to take more than me to repair them. It's going to take the whole world probably to repair them. Well, and it's you and it's you with an army. It, it, it is you with the army that you have created. You, you, you're great at building relationships. You're great at building communities. That is a success pattern. And, and you just, you said it earlier, you know, the, those relationships that you perhaps subconsciously or consciously didn't know what you built them for prior to you laying ill, yeah. you are now tapping into those relationships. I had no idea before. Like I really, I, it was like that aha moment when you're like, oh, that's what, you know, all that was about. Like, that's why. And, and because I don't feel like you should build a relationship with an agenda. Like that's not my style. Right. Me, yeah. it's not like like there's people that literally strategize how and who they're going to meet and go to and do to get. And to me, I want it organic. I want to know that hey, they just liked me. 
they're my friend because we just hit it off and we laughed and whatever. But yeah. Well, and as you're saying that, I'm trying to think back how we got introduced and I don't even remember, um, but it doesn't matter. It, what matters is that we're here today. So let me ask you this. Imagine this is a magic wand and I'm handing it to you. What are you going to do with it? Oh, I want it to be called a problem fixer or a challenge. Yeah. Say I hate problems. Let's say a challenge fixer and mm -hmm. break it and all those broken systems that I'm dealing with right now just magically fix themselves and everything becomes easy. I like easy. Yeah. Um, what would be the first system that you like fixing? <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> um, it has four letters, but they're called DCFS. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got you. Okay. Yeah. And it takes, it, it, like you said earlier, it takes time. It takes, it takes resilience. It takes persistence. It takes consistency. It takes someone that challenges the status quo. Yeah. How do you challenge the status quo? Well, I'm getting a hard lesson right now in that. Um, and it's tough. And I, I feel like if you don't, stand for what uh, what you believe who are you like I mean, do you if you believe in something but you're not willing to fight or, or i don't necessarily always like the word fight even though that's what my paintings called because that's what i feel like i've been doing but it's it's i think we it can be easier than we make it i mean i look back at the situation for instance i'm in right now and I've had to hire an attorney and, you know, and I don't like that. I want to fix it. I do everything I can possible to mend something before it gets to that extreme. But at some point, what's right and who's right, you know, it, and of course, when kids are involved, I'm going to fight a lot harder, you know? Yeah. Anyway, children, children are our future and it's, it's up to the adults around them to have their best interest. When when people that are watching and watching the recording um, and they are they're very inclined to contribute to your foundation, how do they find out about your foundation? How do they donate to your foundation? Hey, the easiest place I would send them is if you go on to my website, which is hollyporter.com. There's a philanthropy pat tab at the top. And if they click on that, it takes you to the Adventure Bucket Wish website. Well, that's the easiest way. So, so hollyporter.com at the top, there's the foundation uh, it link. It says what? It says philanthropy. and just Philanthropy. The yeah. yeah. So go to hollyporter.com, click on philanthropy, go donate, go be part of this bigger, bigger, much bigger vision um, and mission um, with Holly. Now, Holly, you are, you are such a giving and you're such an open person um and 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 willing to support and help how do people get in touch with you personally and i think you brought a gift i did i love giving gifts they're, they're so fun for me so if you go to the website the same one um hollyporter.com you can contact me through there and it'll send me an email my my email is just holly at hollyporter.com if you want to just skip that step. Um, but the 
so I do business consulting and coaching. And um, so I created a little gift for you that's quite a few pages. And it's called the Success Vault, your one-stop shop for life and business resources. And there's just a lot of great info that I wish I would have had. I love when people share things with me. And so when I like good ideas, I package them together and I like to share them with other people too. Because if it helped me, it'll probably help them. That's right. Yeah. So go to hollyporter.com uh, and get the success vault. I think when you scroll down, it's further down on the website. Yeah, a little bit on the right hand side, it'll say for a gift, a red tab. You can click it and it'll take you there. On the right hand side, get the success vault or simply um, send Holly an email to holly at hollyporter.com. That's with a double L and a Y, holly at hollyporter.com. And um, as we're wrapping up today, such a content rich um, and fun show that we have, what do you want to leave with today? What do you want to give as your last thoughts? I think I want to say be consistent in everything you do, make good habits that will make you have success and above all be flexible because it won't always go the way you planned. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> Holly, thank you so much for being here guys. Follow Holly Porter on all of the social media. She's on LinkedIn. She's on Facebook. She's on Insta. You're on Instagram, right? Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. She's everywhere. Holly Porter. Um, go and send her an email. Holly at hollyporter.com donate to her philanthropy uh, and make sure that you're again here for the success pattern show next week. Same time, same place. Holly, thanks for being here. Thank you. Ciao everyone. Thank you for tuning in and you will notice opportunities to apply success patterns daily while eagerly anticipating next week's content rich success patterns.